Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live from the L.A. Convention Center and uh, getting you ready for Super Bowl. And uh, coming up this weekend, you've got a big one out at SoFi Stadium, which if you follow us over on the Facebook fan page, uh, go to Facebook.com slash Bill Michael Show, the Bill Michael Show, and uh, got a really good shot of SoFi. We flew in right over SoFi Stadium, all decorated for Super Bowl. So if you haven't seen it, uh, among numerous pictures, we had a great time at the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, the podcast will begin tonight, just an FYI. So, Ben, uh, be uh, because we, we couldn't get everything hooked up technically until late yesterday. So the podcast will begin tonight, and we'll keep those going all week long as well. So, uh, you ben, got a name? Ben Kenny. We don't. Um, there's been everything from California Dreaming to, uh, to Hollywood, uh, whatever. The Bill Michael Show goes Hollywood, whatever. We'll figure something out. I think it's going to be spontaneous. We've, we're still taking, uh, we're still taking naming, naming rights to the show, I guess, <laughs> if you would. But, um, yeah, we haven't really named it yet, but we will begin it tonight. That I promise you. Tonight is kind of an easy day after we get out of here because you, you're just now starting to get some of the agents and some of the representatives to walk through and start to kind of set up some of the things for the rest of the week, even though we already have some bookings here. But uh, you're just starting to see them start to trickle in. Tonight will be a night that we, we end up leaving. Tonight is opening night, obviously, but we'll leave the convention center. we got a couple more things we want to do. And we're going to talk about that on the podcast. But like on, uh, on Saturday, we went straight to the Santa Monica Pier. We had a great time. A nice dinner down there. Yesterday we were up in Hollywood, uh, just out at a bar called the the Federal, getting Bloody Marys and hanging out, and went to the original Bob's Big Boy um, out here, uh, right across from the Marshall Theater. Um, and then, God, what do we do? We went to a little place called Little Dom's last night, an Italian restaurant. An over, Italian restaurant, yeah, on right by the Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, by the Sunset Boulevard. That you know goes back to 1948. Cary Grant and Betty Davis's pictures up on the. I mean, yeah, you know, great legendary Hollywood. In folks. the back corner is a picture of JFK and Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, sitting in the corner eating yeah. of this place that we were at. So all yeah. wood place. Yeah, you know, a great little bar in there, outdoor dining that we took advantage of, and then this, you know, this great array of different. I had this like mushroom. Uh, uh, ravioli. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, with, outstanding. Yeah, it was just fantastic. So we did that, um, and we've just kind of been out and about. So today I think uh, we're going to go to the observatory, which if for those the Griffin that, Observatory? Yeah, for those that just watched the special that Adele did, that was where she did it from. Oh, she taped her show from she there? She taped that, that concert oh. from there. That's where we're going to go today, later today. And see some of that, and then uh, we've got uh, tomorrow. I think we might go down to maybe now, Venice. We Beach saw or that it's but... up. It's up on the, on the top of a hill, not far from the Hollywood sign. Right, right. Now, can you go up there and like just ask them to tilt the telescope down, and start looking at people's houses? Yeah, maybe down there you can. In the valley? Yeah, yeah, maybe you can. Sure. Yeah, that's that's called Van Nuys. Yeah, from yeah. years ago when they <laughs> right. shot the it's, porn industry. What, that's what's... that's how the porn industry began, Mike. Somebody actually. <laughs> what are they doing in that swimming pool over there? Bro? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Just see That's, how he yeah. responds to the load. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably go and do that and see if they can tilt the telescope down. My guess is the answer is no, but... You know, we, we that's what cell phones are for. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what we can we're, grab. We're tourists, just asking. So we got that coming up, and then uh, we're going to start uh, our podcast, and we'll start talking about the experiences here and the fun we've had and, and Mike's, uh, you know, homeless look where he's – that's the one thing about the city. Um, 
L.A. has a lot of history, and there is a lot of history and stardom history and really expensive property. Uh, don't get me wrong. But the amount of, of dirt and filth and homeless here uh, is, sad. is it's beyond astounding. I've never seen this many people living under bridges. I mean, to, this is where actually they park on bridges yeah. and just set up a house in a car. Right. And they shut the bridge down for the homeless. Well, it's it's, been, it's, it's amazing. It's been a tough couple of years for the yeah. country in terms right. of the economy. But at the same time, it's just so bizarre to one time be going by some of the most beautiful homes, mm-hmm. multi-million dollar homes with palm trees, and then the next exit turn off and underneath the the uh, the underpass of one of the major interstates there's 20 or 30 tents, tents and or campers. cardboard boxes yeah or you know and milk crates and people that are living under a bridge for lord knows how long yeah or even wide open areas there like on a grass berm off to the side of the expressway in the middle of the highway there's a dude on a yeah. sunday afternoon and he's got He's he's pulling together logs and 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 sheets of wood and you know building like a little shack or something right there on the side of the highway because that's his that's his plot of grass yeah. out here. It's 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 amazing. It's tough. Uh, and, and and everything that was stated to me before we landed here about the traffic is true, and it's on steroids. Uh, yeah. I, I it, the the traffic here is. Unbelievable. Everything, because you'll pull it up on Waze or you'll pull it up on Google and it'll tell you, you know, five miles or 11 miles and you should make it in 17 point, you know, whatever minutes. Okay. And then the minute you start your car and you pull out and you're like on the interstate, it'll go 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And all of a sudden, uh, what is, what is 11 minute or 11 mile trip that should take you 17 minutes is 45 to 50 minutes everywhere you go. This wasn't just the traffic coming downtown to see. The Bucks and the Clippers. No, by the no, way, Bucks no. had a good night here. Bucks had night. a great night here last. Oh, well, right across the street, you know, there was probably twenty, thirty thousand fans on a Sunday afternoon going through the NFL experience. No, this is when we're out in the burbs. Oh yeah, at uh, one or two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, we went to go pick up a, a rental car, a second rental yeah. car for our crew for the Bill Michael Show crew. So we're driving along, and on the way, and I said to Bill, Bill, let's go now. It looks good. Yeah. Let's, let's jump on a, well, okay, yeah, we still got a couple hours. No, let's let's do yeah. it now. So we get up there and, and to North Hollywood, pick up a, a vehicle, and then that, then we're driving back, and all of a sudden, like that, it's bumper to bumper. And yeah. it's not, you find out it's not an accident. It's just the it's volume. It's just the traffic. There are so many cars. There's a limited amount of space on highways that are going between valleys and hills and just nonstop building and Concrete on top of concrete. Yep. So at the end of the day, if you say to yourself, okay, we want to go pick up this car, we're going to go to this place to get this rental equipment, we're going to do our, our sound check, you know, from the uh, L.A. Convention Center where the NFL media headquarters are, we're going to meet some friends for dinner, that's about all you can get done yeah. in a 10, 12, 15-hour day in L.A. You're, you know, we're so used to places like in Madison or Milwaukee or Green Bay that, you know, you can get seven or eight things done in a day. If you can get three or four things done at different locations in L.A., that's a great day. Yeah. That's a great day because it's yep. so slow. Sometimes you can find yourself, which you think, think it might be an, an hour drive across town, could take two or three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 
And then the other thing that you got to get used to if you're a motorist out here is if you're a motorcyclist, you can go wherever. You can go in between the cars, in between the lanes. You can zip in and out of traffic. You know, there is you're, – you're on a motorcycle. They don't want you kind of blocking up traffic. So you got to pay attention because you can hear that. Yeah, and here here it's come, and you know you're in bumper to bumper traffic. So it's like, where's somebody coming? They split the lanes, man. Well, there's somebody right between you blowing past you and thinking, "Oh, look, they're shooting Fast and Furious 11." <laughs> no, that's not a movie. That's not a movie. That's it's just real. The way they drive. It's man. real. It's crazy. So, uh, but but enjoying it. It's it's been great. Uh, it's uh, the experience has been fun, and a lot more to see, and a lot more things to show you as well. So. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue with uh, the social media posts, whether it's on uh, Instagram, uh, over on Facebook, and such. Uh, even some on Twitter. We're gonna do that there as well. Uh, also, uh, we were talking Packers. We were talking about the end of the season. Uh, at what point, as people continue to ask us, at what point do you think we have a decision? I'm saying, I'm saying probably in the next three weeks. From Aaron Rodgers. From Aaron Rodgers, two to three weeks. Because we've heard now, as, as you stated, Mark Murphy has said, we want Aaron Rodgers back. Mark puts out a, a great letter. He answers some questions from fans, and he does it on the first Saturday of every month. This, The latest one was posted on Saturday morning at Packers.com. Mm-hmm. And he came up with a very direct statement, which if you want to, if you want to do that now or read a little bit later, but it was just very direct. Well, it was direct, but it was basically insinuating, yeah, we want Aaron Rodgers back. We want to work out something. Well, the other thing that I thought that was interesting about it, though, was that he was very critical about what happened. I mean, the headline to his letter to fans is, a great opportunity wasted. Yeah. The loss to the 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs was extremely disappointing. For the second year in a row, we were the number one seed in the NFC, looked to be in great position to get to the Super Bowl. And unlike last year, we had a packed Lambeau Field for all the playoff games this year. We were 8-0 and at home this year. This is Mark Murphy. Right. In the regular, it looks like he's going on a rant. Unfortunately, we picked a bad time to play our worst game of the year. Okay, maybe we played worse in our loss to the Saints in Jacksonville to open the season. But what a wasted, great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mark Murphy, Packers president, CEO. Yeah. Not happy. Yep. Not when, happy with that now, performance. Now, here's, here's the question, and, and we'll, we'll get into this more with Bill Huber coming up. Uh, but here's the question. So we know Matt LaFleur's had a ton of success, obviously, early on as the head coach of the Green Bay Record Packers. Record setting. You know, he is now in the echelon. He's the pantheon of great coaches when you talk about wins early on in your career. And as Mark said, two years in a row, the number one overall seat. Two years in a row, home field advantage. Three years now, you've been in the postseason. You've been considered one of the favorites and had real opportunities. The first one you can understand, defense wasn't great. They couldn't stop the run. But do you look at Matt LaFleur and say, look, yeah, you're another guy. Point A to point B, that's great. But if you can't take us over the hill with this quarterback and with this play, with this group of people that Brian Gutekinds has put together, and if you're going to have mishaps like that that are embarrassing, you might not be the guy for the job to be able to take us to the promised land. Do you think they think that at all? Or do you think that saying going into next season, say the same thing happens? Do you look at that as yeah, this is anybody can get us there. It's not about getting there; it's about winning. The fact of the matter is, the plan is for Jordan Love. He's not ready. I think it's fair to say that if he had another year, then they can make that decision, that transition, and that's when the training wheels are taken off, and Matt Lafleur will be on his own without Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. to save him 
or Mike McCarthy or Nathaniel Hackett or whatever coach that Aaron's playing for, he's going to get you a winning season. Whether he'll get you to the next level I'll tell you this, is though. up to Aaron Rodgers. But, I, but I'll tell you what, this is a league where you can take a team to the Super Bowl, win your first NFL championship in 60 years like Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and then get into one of these rocky quarterback situations and be out of a gig in 18 months like Doug Peterson right? because you lost your offensive coordinator to the, to the Indianapolis Colts because you lost some of these other coaches to the Vikings and these other places, and in a year and a half the owner doesn't see eye to eye with you, and you're out of a gig? Mm-hmm. Just got hired by the Jaguars, well, that's great. right? But, yeah, it can turn ugly quickly even if you do win the Lombardi in the NFL. I look at it this way. If they bring the band back here for this upcoming season, there is nothing. The, my my attitude is who cares about the regular season anymore? Don't give me 13 wins. Don't talk about records. Don't talk about your six. Who cares? This is your last shot to get over the hill. That That's my mentality coming into this. If you put this thing back together, we're going to talk more with our buddy Bill Huber about this from Sports Illustrated coming up. Broadcasting live out here in L.A. And uh, we are here inside the L.A. Convention Center. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show. Bill Huber from SI joining us next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show. We are live. We're at the L.A. Convention Center and enjoying the day is day one of our coverage of the Super Bowl gets underway. Radio Row is uh, starting to pick up. Uh, yesterday was quiet. It's it's obviously it's a it's a very restricted uh, county. L.A. County is it is still very restricted in many areas. It's a little bit different. It's a lot of virtual stuff here at the Super Bowl, but nevertheless, uh, still going to do anything and everything we can to bring you all the guests and all the pageantry that is Radio Row leading you up to uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mike Clemens, uh, our NFL and Green and Gold Insider, sitting here with us. Bill Huber from SI covering the Green Bay Packers, joining us uh, on the hotline back in Wisconsin. Bill, how you doing, man? I'm great. How about you? We're we're doing good. So, give me first of all your thoughts on the new special teams hire. Well, you know, LaFleur said after the season that it's going to be priority for them to get special teams fixed. And, you know, who better to do it than a guy who's gone there for 19 years and has coached, um, I, I believe it's nine top ten special teams during his two decades as a coordinator. So the guy's got a legit track record. The guy's in, uh, I think everybody knows people in Las Vegas loved him. So, yeah, really, really, really good hire. So when all this came together, I mean, you assume that there's some better money involved than just paying a guy that's coming up through the ranks that was an assistant to an assistant, so to speak. So it, it certainly looks on the, its surface anyway, like the Packers went, yeah, there's a legitimate problem here, and we can't mask this anymore by just kind of via the nepotism. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, obviously, a bit of in the ass this year. You know, this is this – is, and everyone's going to say, well, yeah, it's going to take more than a coach. Well, look, this guy is not coming to Green Bay without some assurances that there's going to be more of an emphasis and a focus here. I mean, the guy's 61 years old. He probably had his pick up a couple couple jobs out there. Hell, he doesn't need to do this at all. There's no way he's coming to Green Bay without knowing that there's going to be more of a focus on special teams than just hiring him. So for the people who want this to be um, 
part of a bigger focus. I think it, it's, it's got to be what it's going to be. There's just, again, there's just no way that he's coming here to have the same old, same old that you get. You get 20 practice squad guys and undrafted free agents. Good luck. It's, it's not going to be that way. Hey, Bill, it's Mike Clements. How you doing, How you doing pal? Mike? How you doing? Um, to go from Sean Menenga to Maurice Drayton, who seemed to have a guy, had a better connection with players and a bigger energy. But just a couple of years of NFL experience, he was with the Colts, the Citadel before that. How much more is this going to help Matt LaFleur so that, you know, you don't have a 275-pound guy blowing up your long snapper with your punter to his back to the end zone or Henry Black releasing for coverage instead of protecting that A-gap? I mean, you know, do we hope that uh, this the experience of Bisaccia is is going to make the difference with that kind of strategy yeah no doubt about that um you know so I, it's hard it's hard to see the. i mean you you talk to him all the time mike it's hard to see the disconnect with drayton didn't it i mean the guy is as smart as can be it seems like the guy can communicate like no other it's i just can't see where the disconnect was but obviously there was one um so having a guy who's been there and done that and has taught his system for years and years and years and years and years, and years it's got to help because on the surface, you look at what Drayton, you know, just talking to us, it's like, man, how did this not work out, you know? Because it's, it's not yeah, like he was it, stupid. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think him and that veteran guy who's taught his system before, he's taught different types of players before, it's, it's certainly going to help, I think. It's hard to cover for us covering special teams between what we have on tape to really understand it. It's hard to cover it. But at the same time, once these plays happen – it's easy to pick out the gaping holes and mistakes yeah. at it. And the other thing to me, I think it was critical, was this. I remember covering the shareholders meeting the summer of 2019, where, sure, they got a half a billion dollars in reserves in case, you know, the stadium burns down. They can keep the Packers in Green Bay. But Mark Murphy said our revenues were weighed down, like, by $75 million, And one of the top reasons was coaching changes. They had gotten rid of McCarthy and his staff. There was all kinds of severances that they had to pay. So they basically brought in a new coach and brought in all his new guys with Matt LaFleur and his staff. But they pretty much said, and you're going to take Mike Pettin, and we're not going to spend any more money on special teams. And so you had guys like Darren Rizzi. Some of these guys are out there making seven figures a year instead of six. And you ended up with a Menenga and a, and a Drayton kind of a hire. And it ended up costing you maybe a trip to the Super Bowl. Is that an accurate statement? Um, yeah, you know, the, the Rizzi thing's interesting, though, Mike. Um, I mean, we, we've, we've all heard the reports about the money, but I don't. I mean, let, let's, let's be real. I mean, his choices were the Saints, who in 2018 finished 13-3, and and their head coach was Sean Payton. So you got a choice between going to the Saints, who are really good with an experienced coach, or, to Green Bay, or you go to Green Bay that was coming off a season of six wins, and had a rookie coach. I mean, that had nothing to do with money, Mike. I mean, you're, you're going to, you know, 10 times out of 10, you're going to go to the team that you think is going to give you a chance to succeed. But nonetheless, you're right, though. Um, I, I, they're, they're paying, obviously, they're going to pay for this guy, and it's part of the greater focus on him. LaFleur said it at the end of the season. This is uh, putting money where his mouth is, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. That's an excellent point, Bill. That's an excellent point, and the fact that, you know, you're going into this disgruntled Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy gets blown out, you know, three-quarters through the season versus Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and that gang down there. 
I, I'd take New Orleans too. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey Bill. Seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. No, I was going to say um, when when you look at all of that. Uh, and then you start to figure out where the Packers are personnel-wise. And I know Mike and I were talking about this, and obviously coaching the coaching tree, the Matt LaFleur coaching tree, and bringing guys in and shuffling guys around. But ultimately, when you start to look at the players and the roster and the development, I know Mark Murphy talked about you know how Russ Ball is a whiz at what he does, and he's got a lot of things to figure out. When When you start chopping wood, man, what when you start to look at the tree, what are some of the branches that are more dead than others that you kind of figure this roster will change but not change dramatic, dramatically? But who starts to be kind of excommunicated, we'll say, do you think? Oh, man, the receiver core is interesting. I mean, obviously with, with Devontae is a free agent. Velda Scantling is a free agent. Um, St. Brown's a free agent. Randall Cobb is super expensive. Um, and Lazard's restricted. I mean, that, 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 that position to me is really interesting. Um Linebacker is interesting too. Can you can you keep Devondre Campbell? Because if you don't keep him, you've got nobody else. I mean, Chris Barnes is a pretty good player, but Warren Brooks is out of here. You know, I'm, you know, Ty Summers is out of here. And these guys have done nothing. They've done nothing to help their special teams and nothing to help their defense. So those two positions to me, I think, are just super interesting. On on when you're kind of crunched on dollars, who can you keep? Because there's you know the, the there's not exactly a great depth chart at receiver and there's like no depth chart at linebacker so i think those groups are pretty interesting and and d-line too so as much as people gripe about dean lowry and tyler lancaster the, the, the caliber is not exactly out there either too you got some great pieces you know at uh, your si.com uh, packer central piece for bill huber that covers it and i love the some of the breakdowns that you had on how well they did this year at cornerback you know, despite not despite not having Jair Alexander back there, and of course, you know, bringing in Devondre Campbell, uh, as you called it in your story, one of the biggest steals in that. So, what are some of those things that they can hang on to, or at least, I guess, can Packer fans say, "Look at Brian Gutekunst. Not only has drafted well with guys like AJ Dillon and Eric Stokes, but he's bringing in guys off the street like Rasul Douglas and and Campbell that help you win ball games." That's a tough one, Mike. You know, you don't you don't sign guys like that very often. And the hit between Campbell and Rasul Douglas, I mean, those are two of the great signings ever. Just you know, looking at it, you know, the dollars per <laughs> the dollars per plate made um, to make up a stat. Um, how do you, how do you replicate that? And, and that's where you feel like kind of like the 2014 team when they gagged it away at Seattle. You just think, my God, these guys wasted the the most glorious of opportunities to ever win a Super Bowl because these kind of things just don't happen. They, they come up with two, you know, obviously Campbell being an all-pro and Douglas as a Pro Bowl caliber player, to get those guys for, for peanuts, my goodness. But he's done a hell of a good job, and, and, and everybody focuses on the first-round pick and the the splash for agent signing, and I'm certainly among the group of focuses on those. But I mean, to, to put together a team that continued to win this year with all the guys they out, had hurt, yeah, the guy. The guy's a pretty damn good GM. Now, if you could ever make a good third-round draft pick, then you'd have something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, his first. I mean, other than other than Jordan Love, I mean, his first-round picks. He got Alexander, Gary. Savage has been okay, but Alexander and Gary have been great, and Stokes looks pretty great. I mean, his first-round record is pretty darn good. Hey, Bill. Real quick before I let you go, uh, I wanted to ask you. So, when do you think? 
there is the forward movement in regards to Aaron Rodgers, and then this team can kind of get on with life uh, life with Rodgers rather than life without. Because we know right now the rumor wire is just flying. I mean, everything on the grapevine is being yanked on. Uh, Rodgers is going to Denver. Rodgers is going to Cleveland. Rodgers is going to Tennessee. Right? I mean, all that stuff circulating. I, I think he's staying. I, I think they're going to do everything they can to keep him there in Green Bay. So you tell me, when do you think the official word comes out that he's staying and then everybody can just kind of breathe easy and move forward? That's a good question. Um, he, I assume he'll be named MVP on Thursday, and he's going to talk. There'll be a, a press conference, a Zoom press conference. So could it be Thursday? I don't know. Um, but, you know, the, the franchise tag window, and don't quote me on the dates here, I, I want to say it's February 22nd maybe or 24th, so that's coming up. Uh, because obviously the, the franchise tag is Devontae Adams, so Rodgers has got to get it figured out for the rest of this stuff to happen. I mean, he's said as much, too, so. If it's not Thursday, it'll probably be within about two weeks where he'll he'll let Gutekunst know and they can kind of go forward from there. Um, I agree with you, but I, I think he's going to stay. Um, but who the hell knows? <laughs> you know? Bill, always great to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll keep reading your stuff uh, over there at SI, and uh, we'll touch base with you again real soon, okay? All right. Enjoy LA, guys. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Bill Huber from SI joining us for a couple of minutes. Going to have Matt Doherty, the uh, former head coach and player for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Going to talk some college hoops coming up here in a little bit. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. We are live in L.A. at the L.A. Convention Center getting you ready for the Super Bowl. We'll be back coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. here uh, on Radio Row, getting you ready for the uh, Super Bowl. The Rams and the uh, Bengals going to be playing this coming Sunday, and we just get a myriad of people, whether it's uh, Hollywood people or sports celebrities, football players, basketball players, doesn't happen to matter. Uh, we bring in now, he was uh, with, played for uh, the University of North Carolina with, uh, with Dean Smith and then ended up becoming the coach of North Carolina from 2000 to 2003, was with Notre Dame, Kansas, uh, you go on and on. Uh, Matt Doherty now joining us on the hotline. Matt, how you been? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on, man. It's kind of cool to be uh, on your show uh, the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little uh, of a deviation away from football, but it, this this is what this week is all about. You get a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life, from a lot of different things, that want to come in and say hello. That because uh, this really, I mean, Super Bowl uh, basketball you grew up with and you played and you experienced. Super Bowl kind of encompasses everybody, even the casual fan, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's one of the best event like I, I would say it's one of the best events not even just sporting events uh in our country so go take us back though to i mean you played for some legends you 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 played for dean smith and and when you talk about great coaching and champions and things that it takes to get there there's a similarity whether it's football baseball basketball hockey doesn't matter there's a similarity there talk a little bit about the qualities that it takes to become and over overachieve really to be a champion 
Well, I think there's two things. Um, one, one, you need talent. Uh, and so, you know, you look at starts with quarterback Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. Um, it, it starts with talent. Um, but the coaches, there are two things. And I, I'm an executive coach now. I work with business owners. And we consistently talk about systems and culture. What is your culture? You know, is it, you know, for me, it's respect, trust, commitment, positivity, you know, and that applies to business, sports. I use those with my, my teams I coached. Um, you know, how are you going to play? Are you, you know, playing together? Coach Smith always talked about play hard, play smart, play together. And then there's your systems. You know, how do you play? You know, are you throwing team? You're running team? Do you, you know, run pass option? Do you blitz? Do you play man-to-man? Do you play zone? Um, you know, how do you substitute? Um, are you up-tempo? Do you, you know, so that's the things that make or break. you got to have a great culture, and you got to have great systems. And, and so, um, and if both teams are equal there, that's when talent takes over, and the best players uh, end up uh, winning the championships. I know that uh, you're into the, the, the corporate coaching now, but I, I want to go back and talk to you a little college hoops because obviously we're excited. Marquette is doing extremely well. The Badgers are doing extremely well in the Big Ten and in the Big East. The ACC is uh, where you have roamed and know extremely well. Talk about college basketball, the state of college basketball right now as well, especially with uh, the ability to be a one-and-done and, done and uh, all the different teams out there that are seeking this high-end talent, but you're only going to hang on to it for a year, how much that may change the mindset in a lot of these programs well the state of college basketball i don't think is in a great place uh, uh, for the one and dones it's hard to really embrace a program uh, because you have the best players only playing for a year and so you don't really get to know the players and then the nil which i, I support as a former player and coach uh adds to it uh, now these players are are they playing for the team or are they playing for themselves? And um, are they mature enough to handle it? I think even in NFL locker rooms, uh, NBA locker rooms, there's some jealousies. But put that on an 18, 19-year-old uh, when, you know, if they can go in and, and make a dunk and all of a sudden they get more likes, more YouTubes, uh, more YouTube hits, more uh, ESPN highlights, that helps their value in the NIL market. And uh, so as a result... I think the quality of play um, has has suffered quite a bit over the last several years um, because the game's just it's 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 not as pretty. I don't think um, they're athletes, uh, but they don't play as a team because of I think the uh, the youth sports, the way the games played, um, a lot of AAU stuff, a lot of one on one. And um, I, I don't think it's as enjoyable to watch, but I'm almost 60 now, so I'm, I'm, I'm sounding like a, a grumpy old man. <laughs> Talk with Matt Doherty, former UNC player, coach, uh, pl- worked with uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina, FAU, SMU, Davids. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, a long laundry list, not to mention an analyst. Uh, I wanted to ask you this because you have it from both sides. You were a coach. You were a player. You now you've been an associate when it comes to uh, athletic director, or when it comes to conference uh, conference uh, you know managers commissioners so to speak. So is there a, is there a better way to do this? Do you think? 
We, because I know, I get, I understand that, you know, look, hey, if you, you know how it is. If you're walking home in the rain and a booster gives you a ride home, it's, a, it's an improper uh, acceptance of something, and all of a sudden you find yourself suspended when that really shouldn't happen. So, so is there a better way to do all of this? It, it's hard. I, I think that the thing that's hurt the NCAA is that they've been reactionary uh, instead of proactive. Uh, and as a result, I think the brand has taken a big hit. Uh, if they would have come out with the NIL years ago, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I've been talking 40 years ago, walking into the bookstore and seeing my jersey for sale. Now, my name wasn't on the back, but it was my jersey. And I thought initially, man, that's cool. And then I thought, wow, where's my cut? Right. So this has been going on for a long time. And if I think the NCAA could have been a little more proactive it would have helped the game because it, it just set itself up for negative publicity, which hurts, you know, and then kids end up trying to play in the G league or play in Australia or, you know, anything but college athletics. And then with the transfer portal, you know, they were reactionary there too. And now it's, it's worse than a free agent, in the NBA. I mean, you see a guy play one school uh, and then the second semester he's, at another school and and that just makes it very difficult and at the end of the day the product on the floor suffers hey matt before i let you go so uh, i know obviously like i said you pay a lot of attention to college basketball you've seen it from both sides greg guard uh since he took over for bo ryan has been extremely successful last year a rough season specifically an off season uh, tapes were leaked there was some some things brought were seemingly ugly, and then all of a sudden they just regroup. Everything kind of just kind of comes together. They did a fantastic job of communication with the players and such, and the way Greg Guard handled it. And now moving forward, they're playing extremely well, maybe ahead of expectations in the Big Ten. Just give me your thoughts and maybe that that process of going through kind of that controversy, that adversity, to be able to turn things around with a team that doesn't have a lot of expectations to find themselves where they are today. Well, Greg's uh, team knocked out my alma mater, North Carolina, last year. And uh, <laughs> I think what he has done is extremely difficult in filling, you know, taking over from Bo Ryan. I mean, taking over for a legend. Bo Ryan's a legend in Wisconsin. And, and he had to take over and and take put his stamp on it. And then you deal with some adversity, which most programs deal with you've got to understand that's going to be a part of it. And that's why leadership is so important. How do you manage adversity? Not only just on the court and injury and losing games, but when you're in the media for the wrong stuff, how do you manage that? Uh, there is a way to manage it, the right way to manage it and the wrong way to manage it. I thought he showed some um, pretty good leadership during those times. And, uh, Wisconsin's been a great basketball program for a long time. It's one of the best college camp towns in, in the country. Um, and uh, I'm happy for him. He's a good guy and, and a good coach. And uh, I think the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, there's some darn good basketball uh, in most leagues except, except the ACC. The ACC is struggling this year. Matt, it's great to talk to you. We certainly appreciate Who you got, by the way, in the game this weekend? Are you one of those guys that starts uh, surfing uh, your phone like a little Matthew bit for the prop Stafford. bets? I yeah? like Matthew Stafford. I'm, I'm a, uh, I, I, I coached at SMU in Dallas. He uh, was at Highland Park High School and went to Georgia. 
Um, and so I've followed his career pretty closely. And I thought that his talent wasn't um, on display with the um, Detroit Lions because they weren't very good. So it's really neat to see uh, two new quarterbacks in the uh, Super Bowl with Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. And I'm pulling for Stafford. Matt, great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the program, and we will talk again real soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There you go. Matt Doherty, and uh, longtime player at North Carolina, played under Dean Smith, coached at uh, North Carolina, coached at Notre Dame. Uh, He was, I mean, you can go through his laundry list when you start talking about all the different accolades that he has had. He was an assistant at Davidson, Kansas, uh, got into the NCAA tournament, the uh, NIT tournament, Uh, obviously had success at just about every level. So uh, thanks to Matt Doherty for joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline and chatting a little college hoops and some, you know, some college hoops regarding the the Badgers and what's going on here in our own backyard. Uh, Let's do this. We are broadcasting live. We are, by the way, brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. We can't say thanks enough to without them. We wouldn't be here. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We are live. We're in L.A. and we're inside the L.A. Convention Center and we're just kicking off our week-long coverage leading up to Super Bowl uh, and here from Radio Row. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Bengals and the Rams getting ready for Super Bowl 56 here in L.A. We'll have updates all week with the Bill Michaels Show broadcasting live every day from the NFL media headquarters here in Los Angeles. The Bengals are due to fly in from Cincinnati tomorrow. Quarterback Joe Burrow showed a lot of mobility last week against the Chiefs after suffering a torn ACL last year in his rookie season. How's the knee holding up? It's nine day from the first half of the season. You know, I was, wasn't really able to do any of that the first half. And, you know, I've really started to, to come into my own in that in that sense, making plays, extending plays. That's something I've always been able to do. And, you know, I'm starting to finally feel like myself and, you know, able to pull out of some of those tackles when you know, defensive players have me wrapped up in the pocket. And I'm starting to be able to, to get out of those situations and make some plays. When Rams head coach Sean McVay was asked which player has really stood out for him so far in the playoffs, he mentioned one of his team's defensive ends. You know, a guy that comes the mind that's played really good football that probably hasn't get, gotten the recognition that he deserves who I thought was outstanding last week was uh, Ashawn Robinson uh, I think he's been great and I also thought you know some of the unsung heroes were the way that our offensive line competed against an excellent front in the 49ers so you know those guys at the line of scrimmage but Ashawn really stands out as a guy that that stepped up and has, he's played really good football these last couple months and Matt LaFleur coached the NFC in the Pro Bowl game in Las Vegas the AFC went on to win 41 to 35 LaFleur officially released a statement that special teams coordinator Mo Drayton will not return was Drayton responsible for only having 10 men on the field for the 49ers final winning field goal now uh you know we we miscounted up in the box that's that's the bottom line. Um, we saw somebody that wasn't usually out there that wanted to be out there because he's one of our better players, and we pulled him off and then realized, oh, shoot, we only have 10. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Los Angeles. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Center. 
It's not really Radio Row. I think they don't really kind of reference that anymore. It's more so the NFL Media Center uh, where uh, the fan experience is taking place. And we're going to, you know, show you some things around here uh, as we get more and more access. I don't want to say access, but more and more comfortable uh, walking around the vicinity um, in, in our surroundings, so to speak. But uh, all the different media stations and media outlets are here. You've got the NFL Network that is here, obviously. Uh, Westwood One is uh, just off to my right. Uh, NFL Radio Network. You've got uh, Super Bowl Live radio coverage, Mad Dog Sports, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, stations from around the, the, the world, not just the country, but around the world. You've got uh, our guys from FanDuel, and for those that love the Pat McAfee Show, there's a lot of anticipation. Now, Matt, uh, Pat McAfee uh, is supposed to, I believe, be doing his show here. Um, but I know that as of right now, he is doing a show still from his studios back home. So not quite sure if he's actually going to be on site because there was a lot of talk yesterday that if indeed he is here, would Rogers make his usual Tuesday appearance since Rogers uh, lives in this area? Would he be on site? Um, and we don't know. Uh, so we'll wait and see. So we'll we'll let you know what's happening there. Coming up a little bit later on the program, Dan Coppin, longtime center for the uh, New England Patriots. And uh, we'll talk with him. He a uh, two-time Super Bowl winner. We'll talk with him about what it's like to play with Tom Brady, obviously Brady's retirement, and in addition to that, what it takes to get through it. When you win your first one, what does it take to get to another one? Because Packers fans are so desperate to know because Favre had one, got back, and obviously lost the second one, but never made it back after that. Rodgers won his first one and has not made it back since. So we'll talk with Dan Coppin about what kind of intestinal fortitude a team has to have and who has to lead that team as they continue to move forward. And then uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, uh, like we've had Mike Clements here for most of the day, we'll talk some more with Mike as uh, as things continue to kind of matriculate throughout. Uh, if you're just tuning us in, uh, the Packers have hired the interim head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders to now be their special teams head coach, which uh, made a lot of people sit up and take notice. And the question is, and 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 Rich hit me up over on uh, the uh, the or over on Twitter. And he said, hey, uh, here's one thing to think about. Has the actual door shut on the Packers winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he said it feels like the closing of a barn door after the horses have already run off. Um, I'd say if Rodgers was not coming back, I would say yes. But the fact that we all believe now, uh, not only with Mark Murphy's letter over the weekend that said, hey, we definitely want to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, Russ Ball is one of the best in the business, and he's got some work to do, basically meaning how you're going to fit all this money under the cap and uh, kind of the uh, kind of the tricks of the trade, so to speak, to be able to manipulate the, uh, the, the money side of things, to be able to fit a lot of quality players in when you're already starting out behind the eight ball. So he very much insinuated that Rodgers would be back, uh, at least the fact that they really want him back. I, I say this before, too. And I've made note of this over and over again. If they want him back this bad, I, I mean, come on. Don't you feel like they, they it was a swing and a miss on Jordan Love? I know they're going to say no. I know they're going to say that the, the clock is ticking. And I know that they're going to say, you know, his time will come. And But I, I got to think, man, if he really lit it up, you wouldn't have a problem at this point moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And you wouldn't be so desperate to get to get him back and and i just i I don't know man i i think that this is a 
is is more so of a major indictment. But I also say this, going back to the special teams higher, if you're putting that kind of money into special teams, you know, a team that never wants to admit they're in the midst of a rebuild and kind of taking a, a year or two off to kind of get their things together in their own cupboard, this to me says, no, we're still going for it. Because if you're going to pay a special teams coordinator, you know, I'm not going to say he's making head coaching money because he's not, but he's he's not coming cheap, I'll tell you that. He's not, you know, nepotism, coming up through the system, being an assistant, not uh, not making much money, and all of a sudden he's he's just going to, you know, take a three, four, five dollars $500,000 pay cut to be the special teams coordinator? No, 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 you're paying him. This is very much, hey, we're in it to win it. So if that's the case and you do bring Rodgers back and you put the band back together, I don't think the door is shut, Rich. But I'll say this, it's also, to me, very much of an indictment of the ability from what we saw on the field and what they're seeing behind closed doors of uh, one Jordan Love. So there you go. Stay tuned. we got two hours down, two hours yet to go. We are brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. And if you're going to be out and about, maybe for the big game, or if you're just going to kind of stock up at home, maybe for a dinner tonight, they have the take-home meals. They are fantastic. Going to take a quick break. We'll be back. That's our buddies at Quick Trip. Fine sponsor of the Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.